Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back with another episode of the Nassiman Hockey Podcast on a game day, so we won't have uh, updates on the Jets game while you're listening to this on Thursday morning or evening or maybe even Friday before uh, before the weekend. Um, a game that James Nichols, you'll be at tonight. I will. I am. I haven't been to, uh, I haven't been on Long Island in, it seems like a while. I've been you know heavily in, in Newark, so... Uh, I, I'm excited to go. Just a spectator tonight. My wife got me tickets for my birthday because she knows I wanted to just go. And uh, sorry, not my birthday for Christmas. My birthday is coming up. Um, but she got me tickets for Christmas, knowing I've wanted to just have a night of not working, but just viewing. Um, but you know what I'm most excited for? And we were talking about this a little bit before we hit record. Uh, but you know what I'm most excited for, John? I think I do. I think I know why you're excited. <laughs> the Bridgeport Islanders new alternate jersey, third jersey, whatever you will, is going to be available starting tonight in so I, the Isles I, Lab. So I want to, I, I I definitely wanted to talk about this. So I, pre- yeah. I that's why I paused us before. I was like, let's hit record because I think this is yeah. a good conversation. Um, I I want to put aside for a second that they could have done a throwback of the sound tigers and their connection there and what it's been like two years, two seasons, maybe even three that they've been the Islanders three sounds like a long time, but I can hardly keep track anymore. It is two. Um, it is two. So um, I think to deepen their connection to the team and to kind of dive into the name a little bit more, um, they decided to go with the fisherman throwback, which is cool. Yeah. What do you think about it kind of on its own? And then in comparison to the Islanders version of the same thing. Um, what do I think of the Jersey on its own as in like, should they have gone a different route for retro? No, just, just the opinion on like the Jersey itself. Like what do you, what oh, do you think about it in general? Beautiful. And... <laughs> it's friggin' beautiful. I'm, I'm hoping to be first in line to get this thing tonight because I'm, as you know, I've said this to you, I'm starting to collect jerseys and that as soon as I saw it, I said, yep. Goes to the top of the list because I've already, and I will um, show it to you, maybe even wear it on an episode. Sorry if you hear my daughter screaming in the background, by the way. Um, but if I, I will, <laughs> I will wear it on an episode uh, in the future. I did order my Bo Horvat Western Conference foot New York Islanders patch all star jersey. That should oh, be did you right? actually get one of those? Oh, I got I it. I didn't. All right. And, so and you I, did. You mentioned that before we started. I did not know that's what it was. 
don't yeah. even take the tags off of that. That's a that's your no. your kid's college fund. Maybe. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how any of this stuff works as far as jerseys are concerned. But it sounds <laughs> like it. It's it's so unique. It's gonna be one of those things where there's um, not gonna be many of those, like in, in a few years, right? Like you'll see one, like you you love to scour eBay, and every once in a while you come across one of those jerseys, it's like, oh man, like there's so few of these. That jersey is gonna be one of them because it's <laughs> The Islanders don't play in the Western Conference. So as soon as I, I I saw they were available for purchase, I was like, yeah, I'm not hesitating. I'm getting that one. Same concept with this Bridgeport Islander jersey, too, by the way. Because I yes. I don't know. I, I don't believe at this moment they're they're selling them online. You have to get them in person. And I know that's oh, starting. Oh, I thought there was a link or something going live soon. But maybe I'm... I th- I think maybe in a few maybe in a few weeks that might be true. But I think as of at least right now. Uh, wow. You can only get them in person st- starting tonight uh, on the the today's the 22nd uh, of February. Uh, I'm going to the Isles lab and I'm getting that bad boy because, again, like I I've at this point, you I think, you know, I've re- removed my fandom and I, I'm just like an objective reporter. Or I try to be. But that jersey is friggin beautiful. Now, in comparison to the New York Islanders reverse retro jersey, I did like it before and now i kind of sit there and i say to myself but they could have had this isn't it better way better like i love a white leaps jersey, and which is on leaps and which bounds is not, better oh yeah i you know i think that's um not a popular opinion right I, i'm not saying it's like i'm so unique in that but i think a lot of people like white jerseys yeah this one in particular and even the older like the original white versions of the jersey now i have I have a, a wave Islander jersey and the fisherman in the in the blue, and of course they look fantastic. But the I originals. love the the originals. I love the white versions of those, and I've actually been seeking out yeah. the originals in in the other colors as well. In you know in the white, um, my my pocketbook does not allow every time something pops up, but it, it does make me want to you know when I do travel back to Long Island and I stay with my my parents for a couple days or my mom for a couple days. I always want to look up estate sales and just go digging for that. Somebody has them somewhere. Yeah. Like there's, there are so many popping up on eBay for so like for years and years and years. Uh, people have more than one. Eventually they sell them. I sold one to buy another one. Um, Cause I had two fisherman jerseys. So I sold one and got the wave Jersey, um, which is more of a, um, not a replica. It's not. A, it's not a starter jersey. It was actually a CCM. I, I love that. And there's a million. There's like a lot of versions of these things out there. But I definitely yeah. do like this white one. Now, what I want to wait for is: does the stripe do the weird thing off I, the hip? I'm, I'm I can't looking, tell. I can't tell either. I'm looking at the Bridgeport Islanders Twitter, and there's so many people who I think got them at like this uh, season ticket holder event yesterday. So like they got first dibs. Uh, and, and they're all wearing it, but there's no yeah, side profile tell. from the. I, it's the right side of the jersey. All of the all of the pictures are from the from the the left side, or That's at least funny. they're standing with the left sides like looking forward. So it kind of I'm kind of inclined to believe that it is that way because maybe it doesn't look good in a picture. Um, but one it little detail, doesn't. one yeah, it super doesn't. But one one little detail that I kind of love because it's so subtle, but it's true to the team. Is and I don't know if you saw this in the orange. There's little silhouettes of the Bridgeport Islander logo. It's so subtle. I did see that. Yeah. So if you wear it, 
it looks like an Islander jersey, but you have to look real hard and be like, oh, there's Bridgeport symbols in there, which I kind of love because it's obviously their jersey. Um, But like you could if you're a fan and you want to go to to an Islander game and just wear this like you could and it wouldn't be quote unquote fake. It like this is part of the team. There's there's part of me that wishes they would just go to this jersey because it, it makes sense for Connecticut to some degree. They're on the Long Island Sound, and yes. you know there's a fishing community and there's all sorts of. It's still it's not quite the same like beach and surfing kind of thing like Long Island and Montauk, and you kind of have all these connections and to the ocean or whatever. I kind of wish they would just go and use this jersey. Like if all right, if the Islanders are not going to ever go back to this, um. They made a terrible Bridgeport Islanders logo uh, when they released that a couple years ago, which is just such a bummer because they could have just done this then. Right. Although maybe they were waiting and they knew this was eventually going to come and whatever. As far as like the the NHL team using it, I wonder why they wouldn't just switch to this as like a permanent alternate or something. It's also unique that they're using the white jersey at all because presumably they're using it at home. So that that's a little bit of a I mean they had to differentiate from the the New York Islanders jersey right like they couldn't do that yeah so like I understand why but it is different like we haven't really seen that there've been a couple NHL teams that their throwbacks or whatever was was a lighter color but um, this is more of a traditional just a white jersey and a throwback than than anything else but I kind of wish they would just use it as their jersey like it would I feel like it would make just as much sense for them. I'm almost wondering, I'm like, because I, I think there's like some sort of clause in the reverse retro initiative that once it's over, I don't think teams can use that jersey as a third or as, what? as, why yeah, would they I'm, do... I'm, I'm pretty why sure because so it's, many... it's an Adidas thing. It's an Adidas thing. I'm pretty sure there, Adidas... there's so many rules in this league that just like, how can we have fun, but only so much fun? Like so, it would, right. we wouldn't want to do this. Like we wouldn't just have like you know like relax. And this is, everyone, come on. So, so this what is me just league. this is me just purely speculating. But what if what if the Islanders, knowing that this was the rule, made the reverse retro the way they did, then happened to release this. Uh, AHL Islanders alternate jersey as a test run to see how well received it would be and next year maybe this is their new third jersey it's it's possible I think I think that test period is already done like think about how long they've been kind of like dripping this is going back to when they were in Brooklyn right so this like they were at the they were back at the Coliseum for a little bit um feels like a really long time actually Brooklyn seems really far away uh at, at this point i forget i can't even really remember the last time that they were there but they were dripping that stuff out then you remember they did the practice the warm-up jerseys were, were the fisherman logo yeah. with the actual like the name plates were the right thing the numbers were the right size the base um, of that practice logo uh practice jersey was just like navy blue or some sort of it, blue like that it wasn't even an Islander blue, if I'm remembering. It was no. like a different thing. Anyway, um, so they've been like they were doing those mock-up jerseys with the screen printed jerseys and not the stitched jerseys for a long time. Um, I, again, I think that was back to to Barclays. You can still find them on on eBay. Ask me how I know. And 
so like they they've been they've been doing this a long time. Like I think that trial balloon era with this is over. Um, they were even selling the wave jerseys for a period of time. Yeah, in, in vintage. The if 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 they're not if not still continuing to do that, so like I think that trial era is over. Um, it, it, that could be like just a continuation of like, all right, is it really? Could we do it everywhere? Like if this was a permanent third jersey, which would be a great idea, but they should just go back to the full getup at that point. Bring the teal back. This was a reverse retro, and there was like a specific thing with this, and I understand. But if you're gonna if you're gonna use it as a third jersey, bring back the socks. Um, bring back the. I don't know that you could do the the helmet decals like they used to do because now they have the sponsors on the side. But yeah, there's a real opportunity there of like to maybe to your point, the, a little bit of your point anyway, to go back to that as a as a third jersey abandon the knockoff weird they like they ripped off an already bad jersey in the stadium series jersey to make a third jersey and then just use that and it's terrible like yeah, to to I, think I, about the the Islanders fisherman logo and be like oh they took the long island out of it and blah 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 and then to completely ignore the fact that the stadium series jersey is just the NY and is has nothing to do with anything just because they didn't lose as much as they did in the freshman jersey, which you could probably look up and compare the stats and it might not be as different as you think. But yeah, that, that seems, that seems weird. Um, I'd go back to the original get up and kind of just do it. I love that. It looked, I don't know what, I can't remember what the pants looked like. I'm sure they were just like blue, um, which is fine, but yeah, I, I think they were, I don't think they had anything special on it. I, I really and again this is just me you know spitballing I, I don't think that or I'm not not confirming anything of the sort but I I would love to see like the the NY has been around a while now I think it's time to move on from that and and like the third jersey know, not, not like in the logo someone's gonna like misconstrue that so yeah, yeah just the like third yes, jersey. just the the third the knockoff stadium series jersey the right I think it's time to move on from that like I'm not saying burn it from the history but like. the ny is cool and everything but you know it's it's the islander circular logo the original logo and and the fishermen are the logos and when you put out a friggin jersey that's as beautiful as the one that just did like if they're not going to go back to the teal and everything the the originals i think this would have been the next best thing the one that they they did for the reverse retro was was good when it came out and i liked it uh, and I still do like it. I don't want to say I, I dislike it now, but now that this one came out, I don't want anything to do with that one anymore. I want this one. <laughs> yeah, I think they're they're both cool. Um, it would be it'd be great if Bridgeport adopted this a little more a little more often. It'd be great for the Islanders to kind of yeah. do the same and just um, look. It's there's not a lot you can listen to as far as like what the fans want. This seems like low hanging fruit. Like okay, this is what they yeah. This is what they want. It has nothing like it's not going to change anything. There's um, and it, it takes a little bit of the um, desire away, like the demand, like or yeah, maybe over time the demand goes down. Um, but there's it's just a fun, different thing. Like you can figure that out. I'm not in sales and production and any of that kind of stuff. But like while it's while it's hot, I completely understand why they're doing it and why they might do a limited kind of to your point. Right. They may just go. We're going to go back to the OGs so that 
people will want that one too. And it makes these even more desirable, probably in the secondhand market, but whatever's left will make it more desirable. So I, I don't oh, yeah. know what the strategy is there. I kind of wish I did because it's, it's, I think it's very interesting. Um, and I wish we had Nick uh, Hirshorn on, uh, which we still have an opportunity to do because he has a fascinating story about how he was involved in all of this. Um, maybe one of these days he's been on before. You can go search through our videos and on Apple, YouTube, or, or wherever you listen to the show. Uh, definitely, definitely a good interview. And uh, I wish we had known more about it then. Maybe he didn't even know. I think it was a couple years ago. So it's probably preceded this by quite a while. Um, yeah. I'd also love if they just brought back the, uh, the wave Islander jersey too. As a third, like I, cool. if you're not going to do the fisherman, do just do that. Like bring the teal back and, and kind of like make it a thing, um, and keep the original crest. Although update it with, um, which I'm sure they did on the on the fan jerseys, add a third uh, line there on the stick because on the original, uh, you know, up until like 2010 or something like that, it only had three stripes on the stick. It didn't have four. Um, Correct. So it's which is like another interesting little little piece of you know like how you can tell different jerseys apart and so on and so forth um just to end the jersey conversation here i didn't i know people really didn't like these i abandoned the colors it was like a whole thing the brooklyn jerseys aside mm-hmm. from the ny if they just use like a a white islanders logo like the original crest on those jerseys i think those would have looked really good like I, I enjoyed, yes, it was a different, it was a departure. They were in Brooklyn. They were embracing that. If they were just going to stay there forever, I understood that as a third Jersey. I just didn't like the NY that on any, th- on all three of the jerseys that they had, it just didn't look good. So just the original logo on a black Jersey. Yeah. Almost similar. Like the all-star the, Jersey. The, it's like, which is dope. Something. Yeah, we should we should do that. But the <laughs> I like the it's a very subtle little striping on the socks and yeah. on the jersey. I I thought it was just very crisp. Like I don't mind a black jersey, and it's interesting. It's not very unique anyway. Um, yeah. But it would have been different to just have like a very black and white jersey with no no other color on it. Um, it doesn't really make much sense now. Obviously, that's never going to come back. But as an unpopular opinion, I kind of enjoyed those jerseys outside of the. Outside of the crest, no, I I enjoyed them too. I have one, a Johnny Boychuk one, because I that's cool. You know, yeah, I I was uh, part of you know I was a young fan when they moved to Brooklyn, and um, you know, I, I was one of those those optimistic fans, and I'm still optimistic now. It's just I guess the kind of person I am. But when they moved, and this was the direction they were headed in, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna embrace it. So I did, and I got a Johnny Boychuk one because I love Johnny Boychuk, and. Uh, you know, again, I agree with you. The logo is the best. No, if would it have been cooler if it was the OG? Yeah, uh, but you know, they made that decision, and and that's what it was. But you know, again, now that they're making these new decisions, and and um, you know, going with, I I guess I guess you could say the fan demand, right? I I don't know, and, and I'd love to get a, a grasp on how um, the fan base is split up at this point because there's obviously a whole wave of new fans how how much of that makes up for the percentage of you know the fan base versus the the you know the dynasty era fans and and everything uh everyone before the fisherman right that hates it now 
Um, because obviously there was demand for this fisherman jersey and they they've made it and they they uh, or they've remade it um and they've now brought it down to the AHL. I, I, and that's an indication to me that the sales were so good that they were like, okay, we're doing this in Bridgeport too, because I think we're gonna make even more money. Um, and like I said earlier, I'd bet money that this is a um a test run for does this color scheme work for next year? Can we make this our third jersey next year? I'd bet money. I don't know, but uh, I kind of hope they do. Yeah, and and speaking so just to to kind of segue into um, on the ice Islanders and you know all that kind of stuff as much as we can probably drone on and on about the jerseys. You know, you said you're you're an optimist, and you know weeks ago when we had been having a discussion about the team and when when will we know kind of where this team is. Um, so we're we're kind of past that point, right? We we said after really by that Ottawa game, um, which we had we had discussed, and I made a very bold, uh, I want to say claim, bold uh, guess or whatever whatever you want to call it. Um, that after that after that loss, I didn't think Lambert was coming back. Obviously, I was wrong. I'll own that. I'll eat crow, whatever you want to call it. Um, but either way, we thought that, that week. By February 17th, the night of the Penguins game, we have a little more clarity about where the Islanders were. Um, do you think now having gone through that weekend and things are very different, there are injuries, there's, you know, for three major Islanders and Bailey, Peugeot, and Barzell, there have been some call-ups, there have been some off games by goalies, there have been great games by goalies. Um you know, as you're an optimistic fan, journalist, whatever, where do you see the Islanders now and how and when might they be making some decisions? Because it seems like things are up in the air as far as that's concerned. What those decisions might be, is it a little bit of both as far as buying or selling? Is it just, yeah. you know, I'll, you know, I'll let you answer. So, where do you see the team now? And we'll kind of just like, I wanted this to be more of a free flowing discussion because I think it's very complicated and it's really not worth yeah. going into like a lot of detail and trying to track like each game and how did it go? I do want to talk about the Bruins game a little bit, just as a microcosm to like a bigger you know set of problems, obviously, but you know, I'll kind of just let the conversation meander as, as, yeah. it, as it goes. So it's, <laughs> It's crazy to say it's like I, I texted you after they they won that Pittsburgh game. And I was like, it's friggin impossible to, to measure this team or, or to predict what they are now looking at their schedule for February in eight games. They've collected points and at least five of them. They've won outright one, two, three of them. Uh, they collected points against Montreal in, the, in overtime. They lost and against the Senators in the shootout, they lost. Look, Pittsburgh is a team that is also on a downward trend. I think they're currently still in the second wild card spot. The Islanders leaped them for the first. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I'm going to the game tonight, and I'd, I'd love to see how they perform against a Jets team who have an equally... Um, astute goaltender in net as Ilya Sorokin. Connor Hellebuck has been playing fantastic hockey this season, and largely the, the a large part of the reason why the Islanders are are kind of 
buoying right now is because of Ilya Sorokin. Bo Horvat's been really good. Um, but, you know, they lose Matt Barzell and they get shellacked against the Boston Bruins, a legitimate uh, you know, playoff contending Stanley Cup team. Uh, that, and, and you just wonder, you know, once they get to the playoffs, are they going to be able to keep up? You know, they they win games against a, a, a meddling uh, flyer squad, a, a Pittsburgh team who's just continuing to age. And even though they keep going all in, bringing back a Latang, Crosby, and a Malkin, and you can never count that trio out. The supporting cast isn't very good, and, and the goaltending is is a bit shaky there. So you could understand why that team is on a, on a downward trend. It's so hard to to. I mean, look, it's not hard to envision what what's going to happen. Lamorello believes in this team, regardless of injuries, regardless of who's missing. He, he that's why he went out and got Bo Horvat. So I'm not sitting here saying he's going to buy at the deadline because what does he have left to to retrieve? Uh, or, or what assets does he have left to to make another move? But well, that's you know, where it's interesting. I think that's where it, it that's where the combination might come in, right? What do you, Var, you know, Varlama? You're thinking about Varlamov and Mayfield. I I really don't think Parise gets traded, even though he's a UFA, because I think he's going to continue to come back as an Islander, and um, frankly, he freaking should be because he's he's been probably. Save for maybe Brock Nelson and Sorokin, probably the best Islander over the last two seasons. I, I, I'm yeah. not even sure it's that. I'm not even sure it's that close. To be perfectly honest with you, um, as far as consistency, obviously he's not missed any games. But for what he actually brings to the table, he's he's been kind of amazing. So you could leverage a Mayfield, knowing that you know, knowing the defensive depth and. You're, you're having issues right now in the back end with Mayfield, right? So it's not like, and not to say that he's a problem necessarily, but you're already having those issues. So shake it up a little bit, do what you got to do if you're going to bring in an asset on the, on the forward side of things. Um, the defense still seems to be okay. I don't really know how it matches up against, you know, you're seeing this month they've played really one good team so far. The, the, the Penguins are, are struggling right now. So even though they're in and around the playoff conversation and have four games in hand on the Islanders, uh, as do Detroit um, and uh, and Buffalo, who had a pretty brutal loss to the, uh, the Maple Leafs last night, uh, O'Reilly scoring a hat trick against uh, his old, old team. The game against the Bruins really showed an in, enormous ineptitude that, they, like, that, that, that the Islanders have on the whole. Lack of skill, lack of ability, that that shutdown nature that they had, and that's with Mayfield. Um, I'm not exactly sure he's the one that's going to be locking it down for you. Um, he has gotten a lot of minutes. Like I, I think trying to just get your get your player that are performing out there the most, but he could be an asset. Nassiman Hockey is brought to you by DraftKings. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet at up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. You know this summer, we're going to bet on Aaron Judge, who just re-signed with the New York Yankees, to hit plenty of home runs. 
Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you'd like. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Nassim and Hockey is also brought to you by Raycon. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. For example, if you're an NHL team that's not making the playoffs but want to trade for a big player, why are you going to risk your future? However, I've actually found that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be part of a big change if it's something that you use every day, like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Now, whenever I'm cooking my meals, I wear my Raycons and I have the noise cancellation so that when I'm trying to concentrate on my recipe, I can tune everything out. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycons got you covered. And yep, you guessed it, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with other brands. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. My favorite features on my Raycons are the noise isolation mode like I mentioned earlier or the awareness mode when you can still listen to your audio and hear everything going on outside of the audio. So you're ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com THPN. Barlamov could be an asset. Yeah. I question, just as I kind of have forever, you know, as Sorokin, when Sorokin came in, getting a solid backup is really tough. But you could get, you know, you can get an asset for Varlamov, probably a first-round pick, and you can get maybe a second or a third um, for Mayfield, and then then you got something to work with here, right? Then you gave up Horvat, and you could just stay right there, right? Hopefully Barzell comes back. Hopefully Pedro comes back. You have Durandu, who had a great first game. We'll see how he responds in the future. Um, Martin seems to be invigorated on that on that quote first line with Lee and Horvat. What can the team do? How you know as far as the you know the rest the rest of the season? Definitely a big game against the Jets. Um, but continue your kind of your thoughts on where that's where the team is. Yeah, no, I mean you you, you kind of said it where you know they get it's again they get shellacked against the boston bruins and again they're the best team in the nhl so maybe maybe it's to be expected but you know not like that it's it's if you want to if you want to talk about that really quickly that was i mean they got manhandled man like man handled like there was just a NHL team versus versus an ECHL team. I'm gonna go a step below the AHL. Like that's yeah, and that's and how so it. How looked. do we? So like, if they're gonna make the playoffs, right? Well, and, hold on. Before we get there, like yeah, that's the thing, right? But, but in order to, to to make the playoffs, right? Right now, they're in terms of points percentage, they would be out. Right, Buffalo is better than them. I think Detroit's getting close. Um, maybe even have already let uh, leapfrog them. I'm not quite sure. 
So at this point, we're looking at the trade deadline to be in less than 10 days. <sighs> well, Matthew Barzell is going to be week to week. And, you know, it's it's possible it goes until the start of playoffs if they make it. Do, what, what do they have uh, to to sell in terms of getting something back in terms of being a buyer, right? You have to give to get. So what do they have to give up in order to be a buyer? Not much after, you know, uh, they got Paul Horvat. Ratu's gone. Bovillier's gone. Your first round pick is gone. Um, at least top 12 protected. But, you know, there's not much left that they can give up. Maybe Iskakov is, is um, you know, appealing to someone. Durando is playing pretty well. Maybe somebody's looking at him and saying, oh, you know, not bad. Maybe Samuel Bulldog, But, you know, you're not going to get too much in return. And now the thing that I, I keep going back to is they should be strategic sellers. And I know, you know, I said earlier I was an optim- optimist, but in, in my opinion, I look at what other teams are doing. I'm also a realist. And, and the reality here is they're going to get to the playoffs and they're going to get shellacked because they're going to get the Bruins in the first round if they get there. Or they're going to get the, the Hurricanes and they're going to get, again, manhandled. And again, I know we've seen what the Islanders can do and once they get to the playoffs and, you know, we believe yada, yada, I get it. This team is not ready to go on this, this run. And I, and the other thing I do understand is wanting to have a playoff series in that building, which they have not had yet, but you're not, it, it's going to be two games and out, right? There's, They're not going to have home ice advantage. There's something different about this team than those other teams. I don't know if it's just a Barry Trotz effect thing. If it's, um, I'm not, I'm not really sure. Some something has changed in the energy around this team. Um, you know, the leadership definitely stepped up. You had guys like um, Martin and Johnston kind of reviving that, just kind of more of an old school. If we're not going to beat you um, purely on the scoreboard or with skill, we're we're going to try to you know use our toughness to to win those games. That might work in the playoffs. I agree that if that game against Boston showed anything, whether I believe that's the game that Barzell left after like six minutes or so, right? On yep. Saturday. Six so, minutes and like 30-something seconds. So it's – it's you're 100% right. The, the Canes and the Bruins are, are just going to kind of roll over the, the Islanders just because I think that energy has changed. I don't think that – the, the team that the Boston team that the Islanders beat a couple of years ago in the playoffs, this is not that. Right. And that situation no. was very different where the Islanders really um, thrived in that particular situation. As difficult as it was, a lot of teams couldn't handle the heat there. Right. The Capitals, um, obviously the Bruins, um, you know, I'm not necessarily putting them on the same level, but the Islanders kind of were, were able to to get over those humps. I can't even, I'm probably mixing up the years at this point because I can't remember exactly, but they, in whatever those situations were, the Islanders were able to prevail. The energy is different. The, the leadership and the focus is different on this team. Um, I'm not sure is if it's because Andy green is gone. It's because Trot's gone because it's not surely not because of Chara because I was afterwards, but I don't really know what the essence is that's missing, like that that missing link for the Islanders. Um, they're arguably more skilled now. Even without Bavilia, you added Horvat. Um, for years, I argued, oh, they were adding scoring. 
if you know by subtraction they added scoring something's still missing though and it really showed against the Bruins they still need a winger but I I think it's just looking I'm looking at the the February schedule here they they played one now granted Seattle is is probably an overlooked game because they're they're pretty good this season right and they they went in there and won four nothing and that was a good when that really could have, and that was their second win four in a row after the all-star break. That was really important. And then you kind of lay an egg in three consecutive games against Vancouver, Montreal and Ottawa. And it just changes the, the, the trajectory of the season. Six because more they, points in at having four games in hand is, is insurmountable, right? You, you put yourself in yeah. now, forget the fact that they'd also be at, at a certain point, then pushing the Rangers, um, for three in the division with six more points, but at least if you're not going to do that, right, right, we're just going to get the first wild card and go from there. You would at that point have separated yourselves enormously. Four points, you would have separated yourself enormously from the pack. Those four so games, it would it wouldn't have mattered, right? And then you go and you beat Pittsburgh twice, and then you really create that separation. As far as now, you have the tiebreaker, right? And you those are four point games in 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 and of themselves. Now what? The only thing that's that's keeping the honors afloat right now is that, you know, Florida's surged. Pittsburgh's not been good. The Capitals have not been good. And Detroit had enough room to make up that the honors, you know, they had some uh, uh, some space in between. That's all that's keeping the Islanders where they are at this point, right? Their games in hand, Florida and the Islanders have both played 60 games. And surprise, they're both in the spots. And the teams are right on their heels behind them. Um, so, you know, a couple wins away and it's, and it's a different story. The, the, the trend I notice here too, and then I'm looking at the schedule is the games that they've won are against those older teams who have that structure, but maybe they're not as fast as maybe some of the younger teams that they lost against, right? Ottawa has the Stutzlas and the DeBrinkets and, and um, you know, the, the, uh, the Chucks um, Montreal has the Suzuki's and the, the docks and, and Vancouver has the Pedersons and he was there and, um, you know, JT Miller, they have like, you know, JT Miller is not young, but, you know, Kuzmenko, they have these younger, faster guys who it just felt like the Islanders couldn't keep up with uh, th- those those teams. Ironically, those are also the teams at the bottom of the league. And, you know, a team like Boston can, you know, figure out how to stifle them and stop them and prevent them from scoring. Um, but that's just exactly what what the situation looks like to me as I'm looking at the, this schedule here. Right. They beat Philly. They beat Pittsburgh twice. Um, they did not do well against Boston, even though they fit that older yet slower mold, but they're just so structured and skilled. It, it doesn't even matter. And they have the perfection line and whatnot. Um, the outlier here really is, is Seattle. Maybe Seattle had a bad game. It was the first one back for, for them from, uh, the, the all-star break and everything. Um, you know, and I, I think they've actually been not too great in the, the second part of the schedule, uh, after, after the all-star break, but that it's neither here nor there that the trend is they, they can't beat those faster teams, those younger, faster teams. Um, and that's why they, they dropped those, those couple games that we didn't expect them to drop. I, I had said to you, those are must win games last time. Uh, and, and they, they lost all of them. You know, yeah, looking was... at the, st- looking at the standings now where everything's even become tighter. Absolutely. Those are must win games. Yeah. Again, even, even two points, right. Which is like lowering the bar 
significantly, right? Because they should have had at least four. You got into a little bit of a barn burner with Vancouver. Fine. You don't love that. It happens. You drop it. You learn from it. You move on. The fact that, and I still maintain, I'm, st- I'm still confused at how this kind of happened. That, so I don't, I, I'm just not sure what the direction of the team is still. So like it's, you, you, it's... you lose um, four out of six and you got points in four of six. Like it, it's, and they're against. So, and that's, and that's the thing right Ugh. now. That's now in the in the next the next four games, Winnipeg, LA, Winnipeg, Minnesota. No easy games in in those next four. Uh, then comes three days off, and one of those days is the trade deadline. These next four games are going to determine what Lamarillo does, and and that's that's really the crux of it. Because do you, do you think it's a little bit of both? Like if if it's just the right, um... he's not going to sell. He's not. Right. I'm not. I'm Me, not saying straight up sell. Like he's he's taking something. Uh, he's just simply selling Varlamov to get an asset. Right. It's because it would precipitate something else. Right. He's like, I, okay, you know, the, I need. Someone's asking for this for like. He's like, oh, okay. I know that it's going to take. Who's a who's a random player the Islanders would never get? It's going to take a first round pick and X prospect, even a B level prospect, to get McDavid. Okay, how can I get that? Right. Okay, well, I can trade Varlamov and see what I can get, and see if I can flip that for McDavid. Um, you know, and, that, and like and that, my I, is... I, like I said, I don't think it's one or the other. Well, rather, I don't think it's sell. I agree with you that it's not sell, but only if it means that he's going to buy something else, or he might right. just be. And... He might do that just simply to just see where the Islanders fall at the end of the season, and use it as capital at the draft on the draft floor like it doesn't need to be at the deadline right like i think having that perspective to say okay he did sell something that might not necessarily mean anything as far as this season is concerned but it may mean something for the the summer and the draft and so on yeah no i i agree with you and you know the thing is too it could just come down to if they're out of it, let's just say they lose two of the next four and the math doesn't look good. Um, one of two things could happen here. You know, if, if they win two out of the next four, they go into the draft and Lamorello is sitting there saying, okay, I think we're close enough that we can still do this thing. I'm not going to sell. Maybe I'll add a depth piece like they did with Coburn uh, a few seasons ago. Um, and, and that'll be it. Because if you if you think about it, they, they did add – at the deadline just early they got Bo Horvat right um or someone comes knocking on the door and blows him away with an offer that he can't refuse for a Mayfield or for um for Lamov as far as Zach Parise I don't I, I think he gets the same treatment as uh you know Chara and Green where he'll say look I got this offer for you if you want to go I'll, I'll send you if you don't it's up to you yeah, it's very rare. I saw somebody, I can't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Scott Wheeler or Andrew Berkshire or somebody um, mentioned it's very, very rare that a player gets traded and comes back. Right? right. Like, they, they, that's as much as you kind of want to believe that might happen. Sorry, I'm like looking down. If, if you're watching on video, I'm still kind of technically working and just want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just very rare that that happens. So I think it's. 
it's not really fair to cross your fingers like that. I'd, I'd love for Varlamov and Lemerel to have a deal that he just comes back at, you know, you know, next summer or this summer. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, all right, Hey, you, you understand our situation, blah, blah, blah. Cause it's, you know, yes, it's a business, but it's also very disruptive to people's lives and you don't want to have that reputation necessarily. And around the league, you don't, no one's going to know that that deal is in place. So it's, it's complicated. You don't want to, the Islanders are probably known and look, Horvat signed, you know, really quickly, regardless of, you know, whatever kind of tampering you think happened or whatever the case is, he still signed the dollar. Like, he didn't need to do that. Right. He, he could have just like, oh, I can get my money elsewhere. I can go to a different team. Um, although I think it's really complicated with cap space and so on. Um, opportunity to play with Barzell, yada, yada. It's definitely not as, um, it's not like what it used to be with the Islanders where, where players don't want to come here. But you don't want to ruin that. It took so long to kind of get to this point. Um, granted, like Palmieri signed, Peugeot signed, Horvat signed. I think it's, th- those are all good things. Romanov, whatever that's worth. Um, Sorokin, after all those years, signed. Um, it's it's a good sign. Like those are, and the the Pelics who have grown up on the Islanders, the 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 Pulaks, and the players that have just been on the team, not really counting Bailey in that situation. Um, but players want to stay that have been in multiple generations of the Islanders, new generations of Islanders, trade deadline acquisitions. Um, it's complicated. So I don't. I I think that's if you trade Mayfield, he's gone forever, and you have a Grant Hutton, right? It's not like there isn't a replacement there that we've seen play in a in that role, um, and have success. So it's well, not think, impossible to point, imagine that. I think at this point, Bulldog is is the the top of that list. I think he would come. Is in he a righty? And, um, maybe not. I think that's my question. So I'm thinking about a direct Mayfield replacement that's a year or two younger on a cheaper contract. Although Mayfield is already on a really cheap contract, Bulldog could be something else, right? I don't know. It's interesting with Romanov, Bulldog, Wolverspoon, Aho that stepped up. Romanov is is going to be interesting moving forward because he has not blown anybody away. He's still so young, but I, I think there's 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 going to be something that um that changes here. Like he's he's got to stop. Oh, how many years does he have? Two or three, whatever. It's it's going to be um it's going to be interesting what happens with him moving forward. I'm I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen there. He might not be an Islander for forever. He might be one of those RFA trades because, and they have to do it while his value's high. And it's that's not right now. I'm not suggesting they trade him at the deadline, right? But he's not played like great. Like Mayfield's outplayed him. Aho's outplayed him. You can argue Bolduc, although that's a very small sample size. Um, even what's his face? Chalowski? Is that his name? I forget his first name. He Dennis. played really well. Dennis. Um, you you could argue that 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 he's played that he played really well in 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 his role with the others and Romanov's kind of just been tough at times and big hits but I didn't see any I haven't seen much improvement uh, what do you think about him I, I think he's I, I I like him um, has he been a second pairing guy probably not he's probably been more of a third pairing guy but I I I'd be hesitant to move on from him unless it's something that you absolutely need 
just because I think he's a your quintessential third pairing guy. He's still only 24, and I think there is still room for growth. So I, I do like his makeup. I like his tools. He's just got to put it all together. Yeah, I was hoping that he could be like a Pulak light with a little bit of toughness. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. Like a combo Mayfield Pulak where he's like, he's got a shot. He's a little bit of offensive instinct. He's young, so he's got some energy and some jump in his game. Uh, but he can still hit kind of, you know, has that desire to do that. It's like a perfect middle pair, especially someone to play with Dobson. That that hasn't really worked out, right? It, that that combination of uh, Romanov. That, I, the, the bottom four has been a problem save for Dobson kind of putting up points, although I think he's cooled off a little bit. I'm not, I'm not sure where his production is as compared to last season. Um, and, and but I believe it was a career year, but that bottom four has been tough outside of Pelican Pulak. They're trying different combinations. Lambert even said that recently. It's been really complicated to kind of see that through and see what the possibilities might be. So that's why, you know, if you're going to maybe trade a Mayfield and you're going to put, Ramon on your third pair permanently. I don't know who you pair with him at that point. I don't know how things kind of change there. Maybe it's Hutton Romanov, although that's just that might be tough. That might not look good. Um <laughs> but I'm you know, like I, I I think that's what they're going through right now is it's they, they there's not a clear path forward as far as that bottom four is concerned, even though it's really only seventy five percent of your bottom four, right? Because Dobson is good. You can't take anything away from him. Aho is even good. Have they played yeah, together a lot? Good. Aho and Dobson? Uh yeah. Yeah. I think that are they actually together tonight? I think they're together tonight, too. I'm not I'm I'm seeing more Jets things than Islanders things. Yeah, Aho Dobson. Yeah, I mean, by and large, they played well together on the offensive side of the puck. It's just on the other side. That that practice um following or before the Ottawa game where they were, you know, boxing out and the back check and even Pelican Pulak, both two guys went to one guy the other night against yeah. Pittsburgh. I wanted to go Holmstrom just didn't, didn't finish the check and didn't follow his guy in that. There's very simple things in their own end that aren't working that frankly, despite not scoring goals, and you got to remember. So they scored um, four goals against Pittsburgh, five goals against Pittsburgh. They can score goals, right? They scored two against Boston. That's a problem. Um, but that, maybe that game's closer and they tie it at three if the yeah. defense is, is, has their shit together. Although, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of those goals are power play goals for, for Boston, which is a different problem, especially going into the playoffs. You want your penalty kill to be uh, a, a little bit tighter than what the Amis have done lately, frankly. But um, I don't want to cut the conversation short. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're doing this in the middle of the day. Um, <laughs> any any kind of like you know closing thoughts? I, I have like a few minutes to kind of to kind of do that rare game day midday uh recording as we mentioned um it was, nice. <laughs> it was it was nice on a couple levels i wanted to make sure we just like had a conversation about the team without it being overly structured perhaps following the way the honors have played this season just uh yeah uh, uh lack of structure and kind of seeing where it goes yeah um, I, my only takeaway from you know this is the last time we spoke, we said, let's see where they're at uh, in a week from now, because that that should probably determine their direction. Um, at this point, we've seen and they're pretty much in the same exact spot, although they've, uh, you know, gained one spot in the standings that the math, you know, mathematically, they're in the same place. 
this time next week, they'll have finished those four games. We'll see where they're at then. If they win three out of four, at least, I could see them doing something to at least bring in a bottom six piece. Um, and, and, and if not, then, you know, I think that's really, you know, if we could see another stand pat deadline, which, you know, they didn't really quote unquote stand pat. They got Bo Horvat already, but you know, that's his, that was his big you know swing and they'll in the summer retool for next year. I think they should be recouping assets to, um, you know, work within the summer, uh, this draft. People are going crazy over, and I'm sure people will uh, pay for those draft picks to to get them if if they if the Islanders traded for them now. But we'll see. Uh, we could have a real clear picture by this time next week, March 1st, my birthday, on what the Islanders are going to do. So I won't be on the show next week because I'm I'm traveling uh, for work. Um, Isles fixes Joe Bono will be on the show. Uh, with with James to talk a little bit about his book, um, a little pre-deadline conversation, I'm sure. Um, so I'll be back uh, the second episode of March. Look forward to a little bit of a break, but and I'll get to listen to the show as a fan, which is really interesting. Every once in a while, we both get to do that. It's a little, a little bit of an out of body experience listening to listening to the show that that you're typically on. But um, sometimes it's nice to have something to listen to on the on the flight back uh, from, from DC. Uh, please there rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to or watch the show. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Nussman Hockey. You can find James' work at the fourth period. Make sure to subscribe to Isles Fix um, and pick up his new book. Pick up Joe's new book. Um, it's it's super cool. I'm ex- I actually really am excited to l- learn more about it and uh, maybe even pick up a copy. Um, I learned K is not for casparitis, and that broke my heart a little bit. Um, he is in but- it, though. He is in it, I heard. So I, I got to figure out where. Uh, I'll have to ask him. But um, James, bring us home. Until next time, all. Let's go, Islanders. <laughs>